0: will write and recite a poem. 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 P o e m. They'll write. They'll write and recite one of those. I need K here because I'm not <gasps> sure. Now I am Yay. very conscious about how I'm pronouncing that word. <laughs> check check one two is this thing on welcome to the cultivating ministry podcast strategies resources and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments my name is chris lynch host of the cultivating ministry podcast uh, we are in the most wonderful time of the year at least that's what the song tells us uh, right that being said though um i do know that it can be a uh a a stressful time for ministry leaders particularly uh i was in i lead a small group of, group at my church uh and we were in our small group last Wednesday. My pastor is in my small group, and I have a retired pastor in my small group. No pressure there.
1: No pressure, right? No pressure yeah. whatsoever.
0: And we were doing prayer requests, and the retired pastor said, "I'd like to remember our our pastors as we uh, enter the season because it's a very busy time." And we went through the he was talking about the, the schedule they keep, and I kind of smiled because I said, "They're very busy." However, for me, <laughs> it is not very busy because when right. they're that busy. They don't want. Me in their churches at this time of year, but mm-hmm. anyway, um I'm joined today by Laura McLean. Say hello, Laura.
1: Hello. How's it going?
0: Well, I've, I've had better days. It was a tough weekend. Yeah. Um, as as, as uh, you know, I, I live and die by my Georgia Bulldogs, and I've done a lot of living the last twenty nine games. <laughs> and I had a little bit of death on on Saturday night, <laughs> and then <laughs> and the they death doubled down on Sunday. <laughs> I mean,
1: it really did.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to remain positive. I try to keep telling myself, hey, you've had 29 straight games where you didn't have to deal with what if, That's I right. what it felt like to lose. Well, yeah. But I was quickly if, reminded.
1: <laughs> you know, and I don't like it. I was going to say, um, me, your Tennessee fan friend, can tell you what it's like to lose. Yeah, I know. But, you know.
0: So It is what it is. College football is is the regular season is behind us, except for the fantastic adventure that is the the Army-Navy game this weekend.
1: That's right.
0: And then we hit bowl season and playoff season. It will be without my Georgia Bulldogs this year. So uh, anyway, it is what it is. But that leads me to our topic of our conversation today because uh, we're going to talk about hope today. I'm not sure where I f- I'm going to try to find hope in the midst of defeats. <laughs> um, we decided that we, this this Advent season that we walk through, uh, for those of you who are leading in churches that, that don't uh, follow the liturgical calendar, uh, this past Sunday was the first Sunday in Advent, which is the beginning of the calendar of the church calendar. Um, and each of the four Sundays in Advent has a theme starting with hope. So today we're talking about hope. Uh, and then over the next three weeks, we'll continue those—maybe uh, four weeks total. Hope, love, peace, and joy. I don't know if that's the right—I don't think that's the right order, but no,
1: peace is right. second. I'm pretty okay. sure.
0: Hope, next. Anyway. Week, peace, then joy, and then love. And we thought we'd talk about those words and kind of look at those words and how they connect with, um, with with ministry and with leadership and ministries. So, Laura, I thought as a way of of as you introduce yourself to everyone. Um, maybe tell them about a time when, when Hope was dashed. Um, yeah. It's funny because I'm not going to use this past weekend, but I'll go ahead and tell you mine. Um It relates, to, it relates to Georgia football Uh <laughs> because back in 2018 or 17, whatever year it was, I don't remember, I guess 17, and back uh,
1: before you won all the time right
0: Well, but it was our first trip back to a to a national championship game in all those years and we were playing mighty alabama again blah 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 mm. can nick save <laughs> me just retire for crying out loud no why would
1: he ah
0: no but he needs to <laughs> for my sanity that's why he would
1: uh, yeah um
0: anyway uh so my buddies and i a couple of my friends had tickets to the game we were all going to go down to tailgate Oh, that's it fun! Be a fantastic night in Atlanta. It rained cats and dogs. Wow. So we ended up, quote unquote, tailgating in a one of my one of the guys rented some kind of a Airbnb. It was like a two bedroom place. We all crashed on couches. <laughs> we would then walk to the game with their sons, and the other three or four of us sat in that living room and watched the game. And we had Alabama beat. We had scored. Uh, we kicked a field goal, and then. Third and 26 happened, and my hopes were dashed. My hopes for the first national championship in 37 years at that point were dashed, only to be rekindled a couple years later. There's actually a funny thing. If any of you are familiar, if you follow college football. Laura, you watch the SEC shorts? That guy that does SEC shorts?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know it's if you've seen it, but he
0: always does this thing about Georgia and their, their love-hate relationship with hope. Um, yeah. There's like a girl who always is, is dressed up, and her name is Hope. And it's uh-huh. like for a long time was like they wanted to really be close to her. They're like, no, 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 stay away, stay away. I don't want to get hopeful. <laughs> so yeah, it's ironic that we are talking about Hope the, uh, the after the 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 demise of my beloved Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, can you think of a time when Hope was dashed in your in your world?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, not you That's, know, not, I mean, not a huge deal, in. just. Yeah, I mean, you know, time and time again, being a Tennessee fan. But uh, just this past week, I was traveling and um, got a notification. Like, if you wanted to, they were taking volunteers to change their flights and get a travel credit. And so at first, it was like $100. And I was like, eh. No, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to sit in a middle seat. It's, you know, that's what you're going to end up with basically, right. I'm sure. No, that's not so, worth 100. Bucks, yeah, sure. no, that's not worth 100 bucks. Well, then it got up to like a $1,000. I was oh, like, yeah. "Yes, I'll take a $1,000 credit. We can go somewhere for that, you yes, know." Absolutely. And and my connection had already been delayed, so I was like, "I'm going to be late to this meeting anyway. What's a little bit more, you know?" Yeah. So, "Hey, let's do it." But then my hopes were dashed and because that connection was so delayed, they ended up not giving anybody whatever,
0: it's okay. Did you have to sit in the middle seat anywhere? No, I didn't. Okay. No,
1: I still, yeah, you still got to keep your original seat. Oh, okay, good. So that was good. So I had an exit row and nobody in the middle seat. So I don't know why they were that's like offering. When, that's like winning the lottery. I know it really was. Man. I spent <laughs> twice on this trip. I, sh- I feel like I shouldn't even talk about it because next well, I know, time right? I'll right. be sitting in Absolutely. the middle seat, you know with someone in my lap or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So there you go. I had all these trips planned in my head and then they were gone.
0: (laughs) Hope is a funny, funny thing. It can be a funny, funny thing. So what, uh, let's talk about hope in terms of leadership. What, what, what role when you think about leaders in ministry, what role would you say hope can play or could play or really should play? Um, in, in, in leadership. Any thoughts there? That's kind of a mouth top. Of yeah. A, bam. Punch in the face. Think this Boom, let's do calm. this. Yeah, yeah. Forget this. Forget this sticking your toe in the water. We're going to dive in the deep <laughs> end real quick.
1: Um Well, I mean, I think as a leader, you've got to have hope. I can't. Yeah. I, I think you can't go into everything being a pessimist and just thinking the worst about everything. Now, I am definitely like a realist. I think that there is, you know, like you need to be realistic about things. But I think when, especially in ministry, when we're talking about um, people and relationships and their relationships with God, that we have to have hope about what those look like and what can be and what will come. And, um, you know, because we encounter people every day that, you know, maybe it just seems like they're never going to get it. Like we keep, you know, having this relationship with somebody and like, they're like, Ugh, whatever, you know, and we just yeah. keep trying to share Christ with them in our day-to-day lives or whatever. And, yep. but we keep that hope. I hope. I yep. hope. We keep I, hope, hope. We I hope. Yeah. I, right. I have I'm to glad. admit that
0: when you said you're never going to get it, I, I blame, <laughs> I'm going to blame Tim Beck on this. Cause I'm Never going to get it. No, you're never going <laughs> to get, get, get it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned before on this podcast, I follow, uh, Carlos Whitaker, who's a, a blogger and writer and mm-hmm. uh speaker and, and, and he calls himself a hope dealer. Hmm. You know, and I think that, that, that's one of the roles that, that is, that almost every leader has to, to play to some degree. Yep. Um, I, because if you, if you don't have hope in what you're doing particularly when you're talking about ministry um then it can and i think to to your point about people never getting it is sometimes that becomes um that becomes the 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 it, it that hope dealing that that seeing hope is is really what creates culture and creates vision because if you don't have you know we talk about vision a lot on here, but that vision—you know, you need to find hope in that vision, uh, mm-hmm. and that creates a culture that's that's that leads us to this point of of not being. Um, if, I guess the opposite of hope, beca- you know, becomes this. If you don't have hope, then you're hopeless, and it's kind right. of a downer. Yeah. I I think that you make a good point there, Lord. I want to want to. Let unpack this a little bit. And, and again, we told you this before, if, if you're listening, that, that we don't usually plan these things very much at all. <laughs> um, so I don't know if we'll have an answer to this or not. But yes, you, you talk about, you know, that you're also a realist. Now, I wonder, how do you balance hope and realism? Or what is the, maybe that's not the right, maybe balance on not the right word. What's the connection between realism and hope? Um in terms of ministry, obviously, I think that, you know, I'll go, I'll start what I'm thinking, but then you can, while you're contemplating that thought, um, I think, you know, that if you, if you are hopeful and it's just pie in the sky, yeah. and, it's, and it's not, and if it's not based in, in reality, then you're quickly gonna, people are quickly gonna learn that. And then they're, they're gonna not trust that, that what, that, that, that that the hope you are offering is, is real. And the hope is anything other than just a wish. Yes. Um, and I think, I think I heard somebody say one time that, that, that a hope is a wish. Hope is wish is a wish with a plan. Hmm. You know, that, that if you're just wishing, yeah. I I wish that I would have a million dollars, you know? Sure. Um, But I don't have hope that that's going to happen. Now, if I could put a plan together to make a million dollars short of winning the lottery, um, (laughs) you know, then then if I could put a plan together, then I have hope that I'm going to, you know, that's going to happen. So I think maybe that's part of that. I don't know. What are thoughts you have?
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's um, because you can hope that, you know, that your church would bring in, 100 new members next sunday but like if you haven't been in your community and developing those relationships and helping people to learn about their next steps and those kinds of things that's really just like like you said, a pie in the sky kind of thing. I don't think I think that's where the realism comes in. Now, if you have been um, talking to folks and walking through life with people, and you know that there are three families that have decided that they really want to take that next step in their faith, and they want to be a part of your, your church community, then that is hope that they'll join your church, you know, or Whatever that next step looks like for your yeah. faith community. Um, but, you know, as far as just blatantly, not blatantly, that's not the word, but just like randomly hoping or wishing. Yeah, but,
0: I, I think you know. I think wishing that you that you're going to grow by a hundred people in whatever kind of ministry you're serving in is one thing. But if you to have hope that that's going to now obviously you're not going to you're not going to just all of a sudden have hope that's going to happen in one week. But right. you could say that you know it's almost if you, like I said if you had that plan of, but I, and I think too, we we have to be careful with hope in. I mean, you know, we said you know, two examples we gave where I hope I get a million dollars and I hope I get a yeah. hundred people in my thing. Right. You know, I, I think too many, there's a, a piece of this that hope is not necessarily, uh, we have to be careful that hope is, is doesn't become this, this magic trick, I guess Yeah. where, yeah. you know, that, that, that I, we hope for, and it's like, uh, you hope for the best for your family. You hope for help for your family Right. Not, I hope that my family is, you know, is, I don't know, I, I don't know, whatever. But I, I guess what I'm saying is you can't necessarily, a lot of what we're hopeful for and what brings us hope, it, it can't, you can't really count it, obviously. You can't really count it often. I'm sure there are ways you could count it, but it's not sure. as quick like this. It's not transactional. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, that's good. Well, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, like that hope is also not like goal setting. That that's not the, right. like the you know that's not what hope is.
0: But I think it takes hope. Often, if without hope, I think that you are often more often than not. If there whether there is a lack of hope, then you won't reach goals. Like uh, does that make sense? I don't know. I can see what you're saying. I mean, I, I'm not saying that very well, but I I, I think that. So I think that. If there was, if there is no hope, then you're not going to set goals that are really getting, that, that are really, yeah. get, they're really going to get people excited.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it,
0: it, like you yeah. said, I mean, the, the idea of having a hundred people join your church for most churches, that's not anywhere found. That's not anywhere that people are going to get behind and get excited about those kind of goals because they know there's no hope that could actually happen. Sure. Which gets back to this idea of smart goals, of, of being, you know, the, the, that's the the R in smart goals is relevant. You know, mm-hmm. or attainable is the A. And if you're, if you're setting goals that, that aren't attainable and aren't relevant, then there is no hope in those things. And that's part of, I think, what uh, creates a good goal is that there is some hope that we can actually accomplish it. Because if you if you mm-hmm. have, you know, uh, if I set a goal to to, to lose 150 pounds, I mean, that's never going to happen. I'm not going to have any hope in that. But yeah. if I said if I set a goal to lose ten pounds, well, I'm hopeful I could, that can actually happen. Now it might take me seven years, but by God, I can lose ten pounds over seven years. I mean, that's a pound right. a year. Yeah, I think I think I can. I hope I can.
1: <laughs> I think I can. I, I think, think I can. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a little um, engine that could. What What do you think?
0: Why is it that? Because I, th- I think, would you agree? I guess first of all, before I say why would you agree that hope is kind of a scarce commodity now in, in today's culture than it was at one point?
1: Uh, well, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily have something to compare it to, right? But I do think it is a scarce commodity. I think, you know, we've talked on here too that like the media loves to tell you about everything that's terrible everybody loves to complain about everything. And so hope is not the news. It's not the headline story. And so that's not what we hear about. And so what gets perpetuated is the negative and the blah, 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 you know? And so I think, yeah, I think it is a scarce. Well, I think what we hear about is the scarce commodity. Now, I think if you really sit down and talk to folks there is a lot of hope out there. I think, mm. I think if you sit down and talk to people in the church, there is a huge amount of hope, especially like in our local churches. I love when I get the chance just to talk to people about their local church and to hear what's going on and the good things that are happening and the hope that they have, especially. I mean, of course, you know, I work with young people's ministries and so to hear that hope from, from young people or from people in the congregation about the young people in their churches or from campus ministries and those kinds of things. That just gives me, well, to give another word that we'll talk about later, but such joy because there is such hope for that younger generation, you know, because again, the media or whatever loves to talk about, oh, these... Um, you know, this generation—they just play on their phones and they don't do anything and blah 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 blue. But hey, guess what? When you really get to know them, that's not true. They love to serve. They care about one another. They care deeply about people and yeah. about causes, and they want you know. And there's great hope in that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And my follow-up to that was, you know, I think you touched on some of this was. You know, was was why if 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 hope does seem to be such a scarce commodity, why do you think that is? I think you touched on some of that. Um, uh, what do you touch on? We touched some of that with the with the media, and yeah, I think I, I, you know, I think a lot of it. You know, it's so we're talking about the season of Advent. You know, and I think these. That the, those whole four weeks of Advent leading up to you're your waiting, you're eagerly awaiting the birth of Christ, you know, the incarnation of Christ. Mm. And I think that it's easy to be hopeful about that. And I mm-hmm. think and this is going to sound hyper spiritual. I don't really necessarily mean it to sound hyper spiritual, but I don't think that's I, a bad thing, <laughs> but I no Right. I But I, I think that. That so I'll give. Well, here's another example. I think that we had that the hope that we find in this season is the hope that we should be finding, even outside of this season. That that hope is in yeah. the, is in the midst of stuff.
1: Absolutely, you know, Michelle
0: and I. I have I, I, Michelle. Some friends will think that I'm kind of weird <laughs> because I know that's shocking, right? Yeah, know, weird. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, but I enjoy going to funerals. Like I don't know. Yeah, why. that is weird. That's weird, mm-hmm. and it's. I, mean, I don't yep. want to say I enjoy going to them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's weird. I told you it's weird. Mm-hmm. How many times did I say weird, weird, weird? <laughs> About forty. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the or, word the I don't know a better word. You know, it's not. It's, that's not normal to to. But, but I've often said to her, I, I when I after a funeral, because most of the funerals I go to are are people that are, are of that have faith in Christ, and so, and I've said to her, I don't know how people that don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. you know, can find hope in death because there's hope in resurrection. Right. You know, and so I think that that's, I, I think that's part of, I think because in our culture, we tend to put hope in things that, that are going to let us, that are going to let us down, like the Georgia Bulldogs, eventually going to let us down. Right. I mean, politicians are going to eventually let us down. Pastors are eventually going to let us down. I mean, anybody yep. human is going to let human, us down. Human, yeah. Right. And so you know th- 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 that th- I think that's a part of it is we, we, is, is what makes it a, a scarce commodity is that there are fewer folks who are finding hope in Christ, and then therefore hope gets dashed. Like we talked about, you know, our our, our, our stories at the beginning of this conversation about when when our hopes have been shot down, and when that happens enough, it's kind of like, okay, well, I've learned my lesson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to have hope anymore. And so we then yeah. we get into this rut of it's just easier. I'd rather not hope and not be disappointed than to be, than to, to, to hope and be disappointed time and time again.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. That's my thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, um, we, yesterday at church, surprise, talked about hope and okay. uh, our pastor was, gave the story. He had he has three sons that are grown now, but he was talking about when they were little that they, he was talking about the hope of a child and um, that he, you know, loves especially like children in this season. And so he was talking about when uh, they were little, they had the rule that you couldn't get up on Christmas morning until 6am. And so he said one year his oldest was like six and came in his room at like three 30 in the morning, you know, and got right in your face as kids do to scare you to death and was dad, dad. and Stephen was like, no, you've got to go back to bed. It's not time to get up. So he said maybe 30, 45 minutes later, the middle son comes in. Same thing. You know, um, he had said I had fallen deep back asleep. Same thing. Yeah. So um, dad, dad, no, it's still not time. So then he said, I know they went in and woke the baby up at this point. And he said he was like two and a half or three. And that the little one came in and crawled right up. And he said, he didn't try to whisper or anything. He jumped right on top of me, grabbed his, my hand in my face in between his hands and said, dad, don't say no, just say maybe. He <laughs> said, and <laughs> that's the hope we're talking about. Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. So uh,
1: what,
0: what, how would you, what would you say to leaders that, that maybe in in this season or, or whatever, or, or how would you encourage them to, or where might you encourage them to, or how would you encourage them to find hope if, if they're struggling to find hope in, in, in this season or, or anytime?
1: Yeah. Cause well, I, guess I,
0: I could t- t- technically listen to this, not during Advent. So
1: absolutely. And I know that, um, you know, especially holiday season can be tough for a lot of people um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, And so hope may be a challenge. But, you know, I would encourage you to surround yourself with people, with faithful people that know you and love you and get you and that can speak into that. Because, you know, I think that there are probably people in all of our lives that can see when we're in those places that hope yeah. is not, not abounding, <laughs> and yeah. um, and can help us go back to the well. Um, that can help us point to the scriptures and the you know perhaps a small group or a devotion or something yeah. that could help us um, get back deeper. But for me, it goes back to relationships. Yeah.
0: Um, We're big fans of community here on the Yeah on the Ministry Podcast. That's what I hear you saying yeah. is finding community. Mm-hmm. I think another thing I would say is is um, begin if 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 you are find yourself in a spot where you are hopeless um, or feel that there's very little hope is begin to make it a practice to keep a gratitude journal. You know, something where you can write down three things every day that you're thankful for. And and try mm-hmm. to do three different things every day, or five things, or heck, one thing every day, you know, that that you're grateful for. Because I think so often we 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 you know, if like we have these <laughs> these moments of hope where I hope we can get a hundred people, I hope I can have a million dollars, and that and then it doesn't happen. And it's because of what we don't have. I don't have a hundred people, yeah. I don't have a million dollars, and so therefore I'm not hopeful. But then if you can look and say, Man, I've got these 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 five people in my in my in my Sunday school class. I've got these you know, these six children that are consistently coming apart, be a part of a, of a of a of an event we're doing or a a group we're doing. I think that I think there's a to me there's a direct correlation between gratitude and hopefulness. And so mm-hmm. begin to make a list of those things that you are thankful for in your life. and I think as you begin to do that, it changes that perspective that, that not all hope is lost, that there are, there are good things going on around us. And I think that to go back to your earlier, to to kind of circle back to what you said earlier, you know, I think that's part of the problem with the news is it's always so negative. I mean, there's so, like you said, there's so much good that's happening in our communities every day, but we don't Mm -hmm. hear about it. Right. Uh, You know, unless we're, we're, unless we're, um, really connected to the good that's happening. We don't often hear about it because we hear about all the negative stuff. It's like this yeah. shooting and that shooting and this car wreck and that car wreck. And, um, and so, you know, I think that we can find ways, w- what are we thankful for? And that will, there's a correlation there between that and and hopefulness. Yeah, Any other thoughts good. about hope that, that you would offer, I guess, as we, as we've kind of wrapped this puppy up.
1: That's, I think that's good. Pretty good for conversation. Uh,
0: <laughs> I hope that that's been helpful for you in this season. Um, like I said, we're going to continue to walk through the four themes of Advent over the next uh, this week and the next three weeks. So next week will be peace, uh, and and then joy and love or love. I think it's joy and love, right? I never can get the order so. right. I know the four things. I Pretty sure to- that's right. Ever get the order right? So I have to look it up every week and make sure we're not out of order. I don't. know. Well, be- and
1: I have been. Um, In places where they do them in different orders. like Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if there are, I don't know, different thoughts. Because I'm trying to think now. I was in two different churches on a Sunday morning, and one did peace, one did joy. And I was like, what? And so then when I looked it up, there were, you could choose, or I don't know, choose your own adventure. I don't know. Anywho. So I thought as we left this
0: conversation, I would I would read one of my favorite hope scriptures, uh, Romans 15, 13 is a great reminder. It says, May the God of hope mm-hmm. fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So I hope if you're listening to this, <laughs> there I go again. Uh, I know. now we notice
1: every time we say it. I know,
0: right? If you're listening and you are at a point in your ministry or in in your in your personal walk, personal life that that you know you're feeling wondering where hope is. Um, I would just encourage you to hang on to Romans 15, 13, that uh, God is a God of hope, uh, and he will fill you with that hope through the Spirit, and you will abound in hope. What a great promise to remember Mm -hmm. as we close out our time around hope. Um, And now for a not-so-silky segue into the random fact of the week, although it does segue back into my weird discussion. And I had this picked out before I knew I was going to talk about funerals. Um, because our random fact of the week revolves around funerals. I don't <laughs> know. I don't, I don't I haven't been Amazing there. how that works out, huh? Yeah. Uh not exactly the hopeful time usually, uh, unless you're oh. me, Nope. It's is bizarre. Someone yep. will write and recite a poem. 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 Poem? Poem? Poem. 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 P-O-E-M. They'll write they'll write and recite one of those. I need K here because I'm not <gasps> sure. Now I'm very conscious about how I'm pronouncing that word. Poem, <laughs> poem, poem, poem,
1: poem. That's how I say
0: it. Where like... the Waka from poem? Poem. poem. <laughs> <laughs> Someone... <laughs> <laughs> Someone will write and recite a poem. <laughs> I can't
1: not do that now. <laughs> Weem. All <laughs> oh, <boy. Yeah. laughs> oh, <laughs> right, recite one of those. Yeah, there, right, right, recite one of those.
0: big <laughs> pentameter type thing. <laughs> at your funeral, if you die in the Netherlands, huh? I wonder. why. See, I have questions as always. Yeah, About me too. It says, this is most of the case for those who die without next of kin. Oh, practice is done so that there will be at least one person at your funeral.
1: Let's get. So, is there like, is it like jury duty? You just get called up <laughs> to write this for someone, or also. If you don't know them, desimated? I mean,
0: that's just, yeah. first of all, it's kind of sad, but it's like, can you imagine? It's like, Hearing. okay, i been, yeah. and I wonder, like, is this a, is this something that clergy have to do often in Netherlands? Yeah, are they the ones who write the poem, poem, <laughs> poem?
1: I can't say that word. Who knew before China? I did not. know. Yeah,
0: I also wonder, like, what would the poem, 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 <laughs> 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 what would it be if I died? Oh
1: God. What? I also uh, wonder if they just have like a standard written out like roses are red, violets are blue, Chris <laughs> is dead. How about you? Or, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my well, God. I, I mean, roses I mean, are probably red. Probably not that one, are blue.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's pretty funny know. though. I just don't want to ever say that word again now. It's yeah. brutal. Um, <laughs> Good God. I need
1: you to ask your family tonight if they've never, if they've ever noticed how you say that word.
0: Poem, poem. It's just, what is? it struck really funny. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's bizarre. Um. <laughs> wow.
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah. Maybe Kay can report back to us next week, the Google Queen, on some more details about this one, because I really am curious uh, how these people are chosen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess they have to. It does to
1: definitely it. sound like it's somebody you don't know. You know,
0: in the Methodist Church where we both come from, when they're an itinerant system, then it's not uncommon for a pastor. And I'm sure it's not even for for pastors in other denominations to have to do a funeral for someone they don't know really well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so they sit down with the family and hear all these stories, and they kind of create a a, a eulogy out of that. But I mean, I'm just trying to think having to make it, you know,
1: <laughs> make it a
0: make it rhyme, make
1: it poetry. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, maybe should you call in the the resident rapper and see if they can make that's some right. a songwriter, I don't know.
1: Yeah, what if... <laughs> what if, like, ludicrous is <laughs> the person that's called on?
0: <laughs> or, what if, or even worse, what if you're the person who was called to write the poem... At Ludacris's funeral. It's like, I'm yeah. going to feel pressure.
1: That's a lot of, that's pressure.
0: a lot of pressure. Ooh. So ludicrous, yeah. if you I can't imagine you would ever hear this, but I don't want to write but a just in
1: case. Yeah. I don't want to be the
0: one at your funeral. It, just in case you're listening. Yeah. Um, call,
1: call somebody else.
0: Yeah. Call somebody <laughs> else. I'm out. All right. Oh man. Well, listen, hope you have a great, uh, first, uh, week of Advent, uh, this week. Uh, Continue to tune in. Uh, hopefully, you hopefully you found something that was worthwhile. <laughs> Some and hope, perhaps that will make you uh, hopeful about listening to the next three episodes as we continue our Advent series. And uh, you know, take time this season. I know it's busy. I know it's crazy, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's important that even in the zaniness and busyness of the season, that we as leaders in ministry are taking time to uh, to 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 think about Advent and think about the, the fact that, um, that our Lord was born uh, this season. So thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, at C-U-L-T-I-V, the number 8 group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at CultivateGroup.org, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number 8, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.